welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopeton, and today we are talking about Sea Blue Sea by the Wiz Pops, Slugterra, Return of the Elementals, The Maze Runner, and The Equation of Life. So right now we are speaking with Daniel, who is going to be interviewed by John, who's an adult music judge. And just a little bit about Daniel, he is the drummer of the group The Wiz Pops. So take it away, John. Hey Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, John. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh as as you know, I have reviewed um, your album, the Sea Blue Sea, and uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, and uh, many of the elements that I enjoy about it, specifically, I'm a musician myself, and uh, I, I love the elements of rock that you impart, and you really couch um, your songs about the ocean and the the life around in, in such a cool way. That's really a uh, uh, receptive to to kids and adults i agree well thank you very much i actually um would agree now how much input do you did you have in the the songwriting uh that uh that this album uh uh are you a writer yourself or uh you know most drummers of course are the backbone of the band and the the rhythm section well, as part of the engine room, as we call it, I will tell you that the main songwriters in the band are uh, Kevin Cashman and Casey Schaefer, both of which are school teachers, and they formed the band originally because mm-hmm. uh, Casey was teaching a unit on owls and was trying to find music to support it and couldn't find any informational music about it, called up Kevin and they wrote a song, and that was the beginning of the Whiz Pops. Um, Margie Cates, our female vocalist, so did- she also contributes to songwriting, and I help with arrangement. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. So you didn't go to owl.com, apparently. Uh, I th- This was about six or, I think, six years ago. So the germination of the Wiz Pops was quite a, a while ago. It's interesting that you mentioned that we're a rock band because... I am a rock drummer and joined the band about three years ago. And I think once I got in the band, the sound got a little more rock-like, maybe because I like to hit the drums relatively enthusiastically. <laughs> uh, well, you, you do a, a fine job. And I have to tell you uh, that I'm a big fan. Of, whether it's a sample or not, I love the sound of the B3 organ. It just really uh, punches up your sound a lot. You know, agreed. The, the, one of the greatest things about the Wiz Pops is that we have a cadre of multi-talented musicians. And the collaborative effect of what we create has really um, been one of the best parts about it. You know, uh, when you play with a group chemistry is very important and i've been i'm i'm a little older than a lot of the kids who listen to our music i'll put it that way uh but i've been playing for a very long time and this is a group that has uh collaborative chemistry unlike many others i've played with and i think that has a lot to do with the quality of the songs we end up playing and the songs that we end up writing and recording 
I noticed on your uh, on your website that uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but was this album uh, originated uh, through a Kickstarter program? Uh, yes, that's right. Actually, we we had the concept of an ocean <laughs> album. Uh, Kevin Cashman, who's one of the two main songwriters, is somewhat of a amateur naturalist, and he's very interested in oceanic animals. And so the concept of writing an album about the ocean, of which there's a lot of attention right now from many different parts of society in terms of its importance for uh, food and, 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 and many other ways, we decided to call attention to a lot of the animals. And so we made a Kickstarter video to narrate the concept of the record and we were able to be successfully funded to help make the record happen through Kickstarter. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and today you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about Sea Blue Sea by the Wiz Pops, Slugterra, Return of the Elementals, The Maze Runner, and The Equation of Life. So right now let's continue speaking with Daniel about Sea Blue Sea, sea, Blue sea by the Wiz Pops and continue to... Continue, John. I will learn it one day. Uh, uh, Daniel, a um, couple of couple of questions for you. Um, obviously, we're we're big fans of uh, of Sea Blue Sea. Uh, what's next for the group? What's uh, what's happening next? Well, you know, John, I have to tell you, the band is very interested in spreading um, a lot of enthusiasm about learning about nature. Uh, learning about music, and then I think science goes along with that. So we are trying to have a multi-pronged approach. We've created a video regarding one of our songs, um, Sea Turtle, and we're working on videos for other songs that we made on Sea Blue Sea. And we also, from a prior record, have put out a hardback book. And the, the beauty of what the Wispops do is that we make learning fun and exciting. And the, the bottom line is when you listen to a good beat, you can be mom and dad driving in the car and not turn it off because it sounds good. And the kids end up learning something about whatever the subject is. So we're writing books. Uh, the last book we did was about dinosaurs, which is a song off a previous record. And we use illustrations with the lyrics of the song and our goal is to be a family band so that we can get everyone involved and enjoy learning about the natural world. Well, all of that is uh, absolutely uh, uh, front and center. And I was going to mention the fact that uh, this is uh, a terrific uh, CD to put in the car and, uh, and play because uh, mom and dad won't throw it out the window halfway up the coast. Well, you know, John, when it comes down to it, um, Moms and dads like to do stuff for their kids, but if they hate it, they're less likely to be involved. So we try to make music that the whole family will enjoy. And mm -hmm. interestingly enough, in this band, I'm the only father. Uh, I have a seventh grader and a fourth grader. And the fourth grader is my roadie who sets up and break downs the, breaks down the drums. And the seventh grader helps sell our merchandise and has learned <laughs> how to change and deal with the long line quickly. So in, in my family, it's become a family affair. And I have to tell you, we're very, very happy to be involved in this project. Uh, I, I bet your roadie wishes you played the harmonica. <laughs> she might get a little help here and there when it comes <laughs> to setting up a lot of stands. 
<laughs> well, listen, I, I, uh, I and a lot of other people uh, love the album, and I'm also, I sit on a, uh, a, a Grammy committee, and it came across the Grammy uh, uh, yesterday, and so I, I wish you, uh, wish you the best of luck uh, in that as well, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, on and uh, onward and up to uh, upward to uh, to bigger and and not better things, but just equally. Uh, as wonderful as uh, Sea Blue Sea and more. Well, John, I want you to know that um, we really appreciate that, number one. Number two, we think the subject matter for the album is very important for everyone who lives in this world. And we want everyone to have a better understanding of the oceans and the animals in them because in the long term, they're very important for human society and how we do in the world. And I have to tell you also that we're very proud of the record. We feel like we made what we set out to make, and it came out, to be honest with you, better than we expected. And we want to share it with everybody. And, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of times you, you set out to, to, to do a project, to make an album, to make a DVD, etc., and uh, it, it falls short. This uh, surpasses, and it goes right through the uprights. And uh, you've uh, you've uh, you hit a home run. Well, I feel like we did um, something that's cohesive and well organized. Thank you. Well, John and Daniel, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Sea Blue Sea by the Whiz Pops. It's on iTunes and pretty much anywhere where you can get audio CDs are available, so please check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Slug Terra, Return of the Elementals. And we have with us Brianna. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm doing very well. Glad to be 
speaking with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Slug Terra Return of the Elementals? It sounds so I, epic. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I will I will tell everyone. So basically this is I think the second one in in the in the Slug Terra like series. Um like this is the second film. So the Shang Gang, which is in the first film, is back and they're all doing their thing with the slugs. <laughs> And even though they now have, like, the power and talents and the minds of five slug slingers, you, that's what they call them, um, because Junji is the new member. And so they discover that them and their slugs and their 99 caverns and their whole world is in very big trouble because, um, like, the elemental slugs, which are, like, the core slugs, you know how we have, like, electricity and and a bunch of things that branch off from electricity, but the main thing is electricity. Well, this is, like, basically the same thing. So the elemental slugs are the core, and they're being corrupted by an evil force trying to take over the land because, you know, that's always what happens. They always try to take over, but they can't because it's not how it goes. So um, basically, they in their way, they try to stop them by gathering up five all the elementals because that's how they kind of get them together to save them. It's that in a nutshell. That sounds pretty cool. So hang on one really quick question before we continue on. Yes. So they're slug slingers. Is it kind of like yes. Pokemon when they like throw <gasps> the like okay. Pokeballs and then I like have... the thing? <laughs> Explain. <I'm> just... <laughs> Explain. Okay. So when I started watching it, I watched it about maybe two weeks ago. And when I started watching it, I was like, this looks exactly like Pokemon, and I am not a big fan of Pokemon. I don't know why I wasn't, but it just never, it never got on to me. And I'm like, I hope this isn't Pokemon, because I'm not here to deal with Pokemon. <laughs> and so, but I watched it, and I totally forgot about Pokemon through, like, this, not the second minute, but, like, maybe after ten minutes, I was like, okay, this totally isn't Pokemon. Um, it may totally be exactly like Pokemon, but I haven't watched Pokemon, so I wouldn't know. So um, you'd, you'd say you like this, though, even though yeah, you don't like it? Yeah, I like it. I like cool. it. Cool. Well, yeah. that went into my next question of how you liked it. So I'm glad you liked it. It wasn't gotcha. Pokemon. <laughs> Seems like that's good for you. Yeah. Um, oh, so talk okay. to me a little bit about the animation, because I'm looking at it right now. And the animation reminds me so much of this series that my brother used to watch. And it wasn't this, but I can't remember what series it was, but it looks so familiar. So tell me a little bit about the animation and what you thought of the visuals. Okay. Well, for a second, when you said I'm watching it right now, like, are you physically watching it right no, now? No, I'm, like, looking. I'm okay. looking at, like, the, um, the IMDb page and the, the animation and whatnot. <laughs> Like, are you watching a movie? I'm not you're, that good of a multitasker. I'm sorry. Okay. Got you, got you. Well, the animation, I think it wasn't it wasn't bad, and it it's hard to explain. But when I feel like their movements were a little choppy, like I feel like they didn't run as smoothly as yeah. I see. Um, it may be because they wanted it to be that way. Like they wanted it to seem. Not choppy, but like they're it was obvious. Like a stylistic choice. Yeah, I, it may be that, or it may be something totally different. But to me, I felt like their movements, like running, there was a lot of running in this, like a lot of running for the an animated characters, and I felt like it was all kind of separated. So yeah, 
I hear but you. other than that, it was like other than that, the colors were the colors were bright, and throughout the film, it was supposed to be everything was supposed to be dark because they were taking over, obviously. But like the lava and the trees and everything else, you could definitely see their color character. You could definitely see their color. It was very distinct. Awesome. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the storyline. I know I know we talked about that, but I, I mean. It is Return of the Elementals, and obviously, as you said, it's a sequel. So do you think seeing the first film is necessary in order to understand what's happening? Or is it like one of those movies you can just watch without having any prior knowledge? Yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies that you can watch without prior knowledge. I mean, now that I think about it, like, I thought uh, maybe the first 15 minutes, maybe first 15 or 20 minutes, you'll be like, okay, so what's going on? But then... After that, it's like, okay, well, this is just, this is what happens. You kind of put the pieces together, like his dad and and where he came from. You never actually know, because if you don't see the first one, you never actually know, because I didn't see the first one, but you never actually know where his dad came from. Uh-huh. Um, you don't know their controversy, but you do know that he hasn't seen his dad, and it's a surprise that, it's a surprise that his dad gave him this hologram, so. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about Sea Blue Sea, and we have been talking with a very special guest, Daniel, who is the drummer for the Wiz Pops. And right now, we are talking about Slug Terra, Return of the Elementals, with Brianna, and later we will cover Maze Runner and the Equation of Life. So right now, let's get back to talking about Slug Terra, the Return of the Elementals. <laughs> Every time I say it now, it has to be an <laughs> epic, epic voice. Yes. It's the only way. Um, So talk to me a little bit about your favorite character or if you have one. And then also another question to tie along with this one. Tell me a little bit about the slugs. Like, okay. I mean, obviously they play a big role in the story, but do they have like their own nutty personalities and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Like fill me in. I'm very curious. Okay. I got you. I got you. I I will, I will satisfy your needs, girl. Thank you. (laughs) Um, well, for the first question, my favorite character is Pronto, voice of Lee Takar. And he is basically my favorite character because he's very funny. I love funny people. Um, that's why I love you, Raven. No, (laughs) that is not solely solely why I love you. I'm just part of the reason. That's why. (laughs) I'm just amazing. Of course you would love me, but he's my favorite character because he's funny. Um, He's goofy. He he's not goofy, but he's not the character goofy. But he's very right. goofy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. If I you get, get what I'm putting down, um, <laughs> he he never under like he doesn't understand the seriousness of everything. Like everything, will, everyone will be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that just happened, and he's like, "So who's the hobo?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> Do you not understand? And that's partly of part of the reason why I love him because he's so oblivious to some things but he's so funny so that's the first part and the slugs I okay I never really understood slugs not the slugs in this film but I never understood like slugs like actual slugs um right. I always thought of snails they're like snails but they're whole yes yeah like that always that never made <laughs> sense to me but um, when I when I look at this film, I don't think of slugs. I don't know what I think of. I think of like little jelly beans that squishy <laughs> that are squishy and they talk. Um, well, not talk, but like merp, I guess you could say. Uh, I don't think of I don't think of slugs. And with their personalities, every yeah, you do notice that everyone 
not different, not completely different, but you can tell that they, like they as a group have their own personality. Like they're they're very funny, or they're very not funny, but they're very hyper, or they're kind of calm, or they're or they're a little bit um a little bit more serious than others. So yeah, they yeah. do have their slight change, but it's not too much. Well, that's nice that there's a, some flair that they bring. Seems mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so what age rating would you recommend this film for? Because it definitely seems like it could be geared towards younger audiences, but it also seems like you enjoy it. So Yeah. Because <laughs> when I first, when I got this film, I, was, I, I didn't think I would like it. But to me, being a film critic means you don't judge a film before you see it. I mean, you, Absolutely. you see it, you judge it or critique it after you see it. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll watch it or whatever. And I didn't think I'd like it, but I liked it. And I'm questioning myself because I liked it so much. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, Brianna, what's going on with you? But anyway, I gave the age range 8 to 14 because of how much I liked it so much. I feel like um people who like pokemon i guess <laughs> would like this film a lot because it's similar to pokemon uh i feel like people like me <laughs> would like it who are um 14 year old girls that love watching animation yeah um, <laughs> i also feel like families would like it because it has a lot of messages and a lot of lessons so it's like parents teaching their kids through a film which mm-hmm. i mean basically every film has a message yeah. Well, and I totally get you with that because like like I said it totally looks like something that my brother used to watch when he was a little bit younger, but I used to sit there and watch it with him too, you know. So yeah. it's good when there's something that's entertaining for not just like one person, you know. Yeah. It it covers the whole spectrum of people. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Cuz I was pretty shocked when I found out that I really liked it. I'm like, "Okay, Brianna, just don't tell this anyone." <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Be proud of it. Be, be proud. proud. Um, So really quickly, would you please tell me uh, how many stars you give this film? I give it four out of five stars um, because, again, with the animation and the running. And um, I wish... I wish it could be a more of a standalone film. I mean, not a standalone film, but I wish they put a little bit more information into it so that people who just want to watch the second film can just watch the fa- second film without being super confused at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I feel you on that. Thank you so much for telling us all about Slug Terror, Return of the Elemental. <laughs> dun, dun, you guys dun. should definitely check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. 
You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up, World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams, move forward, make a difference. Tune into What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking about Slug Terror Return of the Elementals. Shout out to Raven. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we have just finished speaking about that, and we will now be talking about Maze Runner and, after that, the Equation of Life. So right now we are speaking with Willie and Raven about the Maze Runner. So Thank you for joining us today, Willie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. And Raven? I am doing very well also. That's good, my darling. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, Willie, can you tell us all about this film? Uh, Yes, I can. The Maze Runner is about uh, a boy who who gets stuck inside of this isolated world filled with kids his own age. And for years, they've been stuck there trying to find a way out of their isolation through a giant maze. And he comes up as the rebel, and he, of course, finds a way out of the maze. Yeah, of course he does. (laughs) Because, you know, the rebels always do that. They always prevail. So, Raven, Wes Ball is the director of this film. How do you think he did in directing this well-anticipated film? Um, like, yes, it is such a well-anticipated right. film. I've been looking forward to this film for so long. Um, I think he did a wonderful job. It is based off of a novel. Um, so a lot of times, um, adaptations from novels can sort of, um, come across as not really meant for the yeah. screen. Um, but I think he did a really awesome job translating it in, onto the big screen, and he does an awesome job um, with, you know, I mean, the entire film was amazing, and so I think Wes Ball did a fabulous job directing the whole thing. I'm glad, because I, my friends have been reading this book over and over and over and over and over, and I haven't read it. I don't know why I haven't read it yet, but, you know, I'll probably read it tomorrow. <laughs> and then go but, see the movie. You, yeah. But they said the film was absolutely amazing and um, yeah and it's I was amazing kinda, I, I was kind of ex- amazing zing oh amazing yeah <laughs> I was kind of skeptical because I'm like as you said before sometimes films that transfer over translate, to yeah. yeah it's like no you should just stay a film I mean you should just stay a book but I'm glad that you think it transitions well mm-hmm. so Willie Dylan O'Brien Aima Mean. Hong Lee, Blake Cooper, they're all actors in this film. How do you think they did in portraying their emotions and situations? I felt the ensemble was, was wonderful. Um, I would like to point out Will Poulter, who I saw earlier this year in The Giver and last year in We're the Millers, and he's, he's sensational. Uh, he's really showing versatility. But what, who really impressed me was young Blake Cooper. This is only his second screen role, and he looks like a veteran of the screen. I mean... His, his technique is, is amazing, and you just fall in love with his character from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, sometimes when I see films and, they, and they're like absolutely amazing, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, why haven't I see, seen any of their films? And I look it up, and I'm like, they've been in one, one or two things. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And it kind of shocks me. So my mini spasm right there. <laughs> <laughs> so Raven, what is your favorite scene? Oh gosh, don't ask me that. <laughs> I, I love the whole film, but I definitely, I love the moments, and this is multiple scenes, so I'm cheating a lot, but um, okay. <laughs> I love the moments when you're inside of the maze alongside with Thomas, because, um, and Thomas is the main character, um, okay. by the way, uh, played by Dylan O'Brien. FYI. <laughs> love of my life. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I think it's, I love the moments when you're in the maze with him, because 
I I felt like I was running alongside him and like running for my life. Um, I saw the movie with my mom actually, and the whole time I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And she's just like <laughs> looking at me, like, "Calm down!" And I like it made me hold my breath, and it kept me on the edge of my seat, and my heart was racing, and it really like transported me inside of the film and made me feel like I was there. And it was also a very cool moments to um, sort of, in a sense, be exploring the maze and seeing all of the amazing CGI and um, special effects that were put into making it as real and um, as lifelike as possible because it is this grand, giant maze and it looks amazing and it looks so realistic and there's so much detail. So I think those were some pretty cool scenes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you see there? See what you did there before? You're like, you're in the maze, and it's amazing. <gasps> oh, see my that? gosh. I didn't mm-hmm. even try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just awesome by heart. I know. So, Willie, who is your favorite character? My favorite character yes. is probably Thomas. Um, it's a little cliche to say, but I like how Thomas comes in and immediately changes things. Yeah, that's what that's what main characters do though. They're like, boom, I'm here, everyone bow. It's, it's the thing. <laughs> but I feel so like out of the loop now because you know Raven's over here passionately speaking about this film, and I'm all like, okay, haven't seen it yet, but you know that's okay. So Raven, what do you think the message is in this film, or did you get a message? Um, I did. And actually, this is something that I find very interesting is I've noticed a theme with a lot of the films that are coming out recently. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sure many other people have noticed this, but from mm-hmm. The Giver to Divergent, um, Ender's Hunger Game, Games. Hunger Games, right. It all uh, surrounds groups of kids normally that are put into these very, very intense situations. And normally it's situations that adults can't Involved even handle. Right. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, young people and young adults being put into very adult situations where they have to take the lead. They have to make a change of some sort. So I think the message is really empowering youth um, in sort of a fantastical way, because a lot of times kids can go to the movies and then take what they've learned back into their own life and apply it onto themselves and so I think that's something that I've seen with a lot of these films and especially this one where it's you know making change and standing up for what you think is right even though if it's not the norm you know because we are the future and it's time to to change some stuff start being the future Mm -hmm. that was a very deep speech right there that was a nice speech you're welcome (laughs) so Willie how many stars do you give this film out of five um, I give this film four out of five stars, quite easily, actually. And why is that? I feel this is one of the rare cases of a film that makes you want a sequel. Simply <gasps> because... Yes. I know, and right? there will be a sequel. There will there be a will, sequel. Thankfully, there will be. Because the, the screenplay leaves you with the question, why? You always, you're always constantly asking questions. And it's because of what you know, Hitchcock called the MacGuffin which is the objective of the protagonist. You don't know why he's going after it. You don't know who's behind it all. And it's, it's all so very exciting and suspenseful. And I, I can't wait for the second part to come out. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up reading it <laughs> because I feel so out of the loop right now. So I need yeah, to get and, in the loop. And at the end of this film, 
I was like, wait a minute, was anything that I just thought to be real? Like, was it actually <gasps> real? I was like, what even? I don't know what's happened. Uh, but it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Fangirling right here. Fangirling. Yeah. I'm so, probably going to see it again, too. <laughs> Pro- yeah, I'll just travel up there to you and we can yeah. see it together. Totally. So, Raven, really quick, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film five out of five stars because I thought it was visually stunning. It had a good, strong message. The entire cast worked together very, very well. They were all very unique and individual, but they flowed together so wonderfully. Um, There wasn't a moment where I wasn't engaged. Um, It kept me engaged the whole time, kept me on the edge of my seat. It made me laugh. It made me cry, actually. So, yes, five out of five stars. Go see it. Got you. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about the Maze Runner, the equation of life. So right now, let's continue speaking with Willie and Raven about the Maze Runner. And we were just speaking about how how many stars people give it, the message, how I'm supposed to read it tomorrow. Yes. So yes. Raven, how um what is the age range you give this film? Um, well it's rated PG thirteen, so I'd say thirteen and up. Because, as I said, it kept me very engaged and it kept me on the edge of my seat, but it definitely did get intense sometimes. Um, And it is, again, like so many movies that we've seen where it's kids in these very intense, violent situations. And I know a lot of times it's difficult enough to see adults go through these really intense situations where they're being killed and killing each other. And it's, it's even harder to see, you know, children your own age and kids that you can relate to go through that. So I'd say probably 13 and up. But if you've seen The Hunger Games and other films of that nature, this film is probably fine for you. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the films now are, like, preparing us for PG-13. Yeah, it's a little bit not- scary. Yeah, I, it's weird. Like, what are you like- preparing me for? Is this going to happen? <laughs> it's like, are we going to be put in a box? <laughs> Don't tell me we're going to be put in a box. <laughs> Because I, I can't survive in a box. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just not that way. <laughs> well, Willie and Raven, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about The Maze Runner. Uh, of course, anytime. <laughs> it's, always, it's always amazing Zing, talking to you both. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film The Equation for Life, and we have with us Kiefer Blakesley. How are you doing today, Kiefer? Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. So The Equation of Life is a very, very, very special film um, because not only is it a powerful film about the effects of bullying, which is something that is very prevalent today, um, but it is also done by our very own Jerry Ors, um, who is on the radio show all the time. I'm sure you guys all know and love him. Um, he is one of the film critics. He is such a uh, fantastic kid. And now he has made this uh, amazing film, which has already won an award and we love it here at Kids First. Uh, so Kiefer, I will hand it over to you and let you tell the audience all about it. Well, as you mentioned, it is done by our very own Jerry Ors, who directs, writes, and stars in this fantastic film that is pretty much about Adam Sider, the new kid in the neighborhood, and he's being bullied by Nathan, played by Zane Paul, a boy who has a mother, played by Willow Hale, that treats him like garbage. So after days of being picked on, called names, and beaten up by Nathan, Adam finally has had enough and takes action. Well, it sounds like a very powerful film, especially because bullying is uh, definitely an issue that has been around for a long time, but it's um, even more severe nowadays because we have cyberbullying and um, we have access to so much more stuff um, than we have in the past. So I think it's very cool that he has made uh, a film that touches on this and also kudos to you jerry you wrote directed and starred in it and how old are you like my goodness um so what did you think about this film and what did you think about the message that i gave well i do love this film very much yeah i find that it's done by a 10-year-old. Back then, it was done by a 10-year-old. This is, this is a film that was two years in the making. He was 10 when he made this? Yes, this was a two years in the making film. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, and to think that he spent so much work into, onto this film, and his passion does show in this film. He, his directing and writing skills are much like an adult, and... It allows kids to sh- see the dangers of bullying in a very mature manner. And that's what makes, really makes this film phenomenal, especially with the acting and the story and the subject matter. Of course, he is a powerful subject matter that shouldn't be taken, taken lightly. But he shows this film in a, in a very respectable manner that really shows the dark and dangerous side of bullying. Absolutely. And it is something that, you know, we are touching on more now in the media, but often it's, you know, bullying is something that's gone ignored and it's gone, you know, unseen and unheard until it's too late, which I think this film definitely shows. So do you think that this film gives, um, you know, tips on how to avoid situations that, you know, you can't come back from? This is a movie that's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam is pretty much, he... He's a new kid. He has two mothers um, who are from a different country. I mean, it's just the worst case scenario you can have. And it's not really a how-to avoid bullying. No, it, it shows pretty much the worst case scenario. So it's not something that I would follow like, okay, I'm going to do what Adam does. No, it's not one of those films. It's one of those films where it shows everything, uh, what the effects of bullying can, ha- can affect on people. And another thing I love about this film is the it shows everyone's per- 
point of view. It's not just Adam's point of view or his being bullied. It shows what Nathan goes through as well because bullies are not born. Something has had to happen to to drive him to do something like this. And Nathan lets out all his emotional stresses out on Adam because he wasn't give, he wasn't taught the love and understanding that his mother should have given him. And we see through the eyes of the sister and by far my favorite, the mother, who's actually p- portrayed by um, Kate Ors, which is a really amazing um, performance done by her. So it just shows everybody's point of view. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I also, I really like that because a lot of times you don't, you only hear about one side of the story. You only hear yeah. about the victim. But in the, in uh, oftentimes the situation of bullying, there's not just one victim. You know, the person who is bullying, as you said, has gone through something in their lives that has caused them to lash out. And um, oftentimes they're the ones who need to get the help and not just the victim. So I think that's yeah. very cool that um, that was touched on. Um so tell me what you think about the um, the acting in this film. I know you mentioned it a little bit, but what did you think about everyone else? Well, I feel like the sister played by Caitlin Morgan, Miranda, does show the kind of guilt she has, which I'm not going to give away anything in the story, but she has this guilt that's that's shown beautifully in this film, and it's it's hard to sit through most of the performances that happen. Mm-hmm. So you'd say it's definitely very emotional very emotional it's it's not something that it's not like this it, there's a big happy ending no it, it really shows tragedy it's a very tragic film but also shows that there may be some hope that you can stop this and not have this to be your outcome absolutely you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network i'm your host raven devani and we have been talking about sea blue sea with daniel from the whiz pops we also covered slug terror return of the elementals and the maze runner and right now we are talking about the equation of life which is a film about bullying done by our very own jerry Ors, and we have with us our very own keeper blakesley talking to us about it um and it sounds like such a very powerful moving film and i definitely cannot wait to see it and witness the work of Jerry who is just so amazing and makes me wonder what I've done with my life because he's so young and so accomplished and oh my goodness Jerry if you're listening we love you anyway back to you Kiefer um do you have a favorite character in this film you know what my favorite character is Adam's mother played by Kate Orris now what's funny about this I, I that's why I'm kind of laughing is because I do know Kate She's a wonderful person. She is darling. She's so humble. She's a very open person. And I love her to death. And when I see her in this, it's just, it blows my mind how outstanding of a performance she shows. Because there's a tragedy that happens in this film that I'm not going to give away, of course. But it's, there's a scene between her and Miranda that is very hard to sit through. Because it shows the family's struggle towards mm-hmm. this situation. And as I'm writing my review, I'm wanting to, I want to see if Kate would want me to put her in this review. And she says, I didn't feel like I did a good job. I feel, I'm, I'm glad I did at least something good in this film. And I said that she did an ma- amazing job. And that's my favorite character because she does show the struggle of what the family goes through as well, not just the victim. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm just makes me so happy hearing about this because 
it doesn't just talk about like, oh, this person's being bullied. It talks about the aftermath of bullying, what happens before bullying occurs. It really sounds like it covers just such like a broad spectrum and the whole cycle of um, bullying, really, which is such something that is so serious and can lead to uh, such awful things, as, as you've mentioned before. Um, so I'm very glad that this touches on it. And I'm so glad that you l- like it and that everyone did a wonderful job. And I think that's very funny that Kate said she didn't think she did a good job because I think that's often how it is. You know, I know a lot of um, very well-known actors won't even watch their own work. Like Jared Leto has never even watched like his own work because it's something that that they're just like, no, no, I don't even want to see how I did because I'm afraid I'm going to hate it. Um, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the cinematography um, because it sounds like the story is amazing. The actors sound fabulous. Uh, but talk to me about the visuals a little bit. Well, we I love this one shot that's done. And it's pretty much a consistent shot in this film. Um, during this whole film that Adam is recording himself uh, about his days of his first day at school and everything and we see his reaction to the bullying and how he lets out all his motion on his film and pretty much it's we see him through the little screen that um, of the camera and it's kind of it's again not high definition it's a little bit blue so it's a very cool shot and also we have places where we see the house there's some great lighting with uh, and with Adam and Miranda, and there's even parts where we, where um, most of it's happened is on the sidewalk, and out, a lot of it's outdoor. Which, if you're a filmmaker, you know outdoor can be some of the most unpredictable ways of shooting. But it's a fantastic way, and they some of the shots they got was amazing. But um, this is a fantastic film. It is out on DVD October 14th. Please check it out. You won't be disappointed. Of course. So very quickly, before we're out of time, can you please tell the audience what age range and how many stars you give it? The age range is 8 through 18 year olds because there is one word in here that's not bad. In fact, it's very appropriate. But I don't know if parents want to hear, um, have their kids hear it. But again, highly recommend it to kids. Cause it does show the worst case scenario of bullying. And speak up, stop bullying, choose wisely, live responsibly. Absolutely. We are the future and only we have the power to change our lives. Um, And yay, I'm so happy that that you like this film so much. And Jerry, we're so proud of you. And guys, make sure you check out The Equation of Life. It sounds fabulous. And I cannot wait to see it. Uh, Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us. It's been a pleasure as always. I'm glad to support this film. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, make sure you check out our blog on the Huffington Post and see how you can become part of the Kids First team. I'm your host, Raymond Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Hello, my name is Cynthia Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The kids are of the month. This month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do 
time she drew a beat on Fred back when he first moved in. She slung one straight upside his head. Fred hasn't played since then. We laughed when we first saw her throw. With that wind-up fling and twirl, now every single kid I know tries throwing like that girl, but none of us have matched her way. Perhaps it's in the eyes. We only know that when she plays, we drop like swatted flies. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law. She should even play at all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away From that Mona Lisa face Each day we wonder who it is she's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play at all Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard When I go out into the world, don't know what job I'll do But I can bet I'm no one girl who's gonna run a wrecking crew Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law, she should even play it on Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that cause she'll wind up hard She gonna wind up hard The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org.